Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith Show. Happy Monday. It is the Monday after Christmas. Um, I hope you all had a great holiday if you celebrated. Um, this year was a little different for me personally. Usually we have plans, but we didn't really have much plans. Kind of just hung out together with my family and just kind of enjoyed each other's presence. It was very low-key, no gift openings, no traveling, nothing of that nature. Um, so it was a little different, but nevertheless, I appreciated being with my family. So I hope you all got to have some rest. I hope you all got to just enjoy the present moment. If you are new here today, I am Lily. I am your self-love advocate. Some call me She Got Faith, and I am the host and founder of Healing She Got Faith organization and Healing She Got Faith, the radio talk show where you can only find us on Total Entertainment Radio. So yes, happy Monday. So today's show is going to be a little bit different because we are actually phasing out of our first series. So today is actually episode seven, and it is titled Take a Moment to Breathe because we will be transitioning into our second series, which will be called Traveling Heals the Soul. So the first series was titled Everyone Has a Story based off of my book, that I just recently published in October. And so we went through the stages of grief and we went through what is your story? What does that look like? How do you embrace it? Um, how do you practice self-love and self-care? And so now I'm going to be moving into a different um, section of the book, um, which is a chapter titled Traveling Hills. And so where I go through how I got into traveling and um, why traveling is like basically a necessity of my life right now. Well, and it has been. So I go through that. So we will be taking the next couple of weeks to start our new series. So with all of that being said, I kind of just wanted to take a moment to reintroduce myself, reintroduce Healing She Got Faith. I wanted us to just kind of have a breather because one of the things that I'm learning is we always feel like we have to be doing something. We always feel like we have to be on the go. We always, like something has to be happening for us to be fulfilled. And I'm getting at a place in my healing journey journey and I'm getting it in my healing journey and I'm in this weird season in my life so where I'm really trying to embrace the moment the present moment and I'm really trying to stay present recently I just took a trip to Puerto Rico and for the first time in my life I didn't feel depressed or anxious I didn't feel like I was grieving. I didn't feel any of that. And it felt so good. And then I come back and my family loses a dog. And I have uh, a group of friends that had a death in their family. And um, kind of losing some friendships. Uh, kind of in this weird space in my dating life. And so... I slowly felt that grieving cycle starting to sneak up again, right? After I didn't had this moment of, oh, I feel so good. I haven't felt like this in such a long time. So I had to sit with myself and I had to really dissect like, what is that? What is going on? Because I often think in this healing process, we tend to want to heal and heal and have that good feeling, but we don't acknowledge that those sad emotions still come up. Those you could be the happiest person in the world, but at the end of the at the end of the day, like you could still feel some kind of way about a situation. Your heart can still be broken from a situation. And so I want to go through like what is my story? Because I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith show. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith. 
I am the author, but everyone has a story. So I want to break down like how I got to this place. And I want to break down exactly just where I'm at. One thing that people love about me is that I'm just very transparent and open. I'm an open book. Like, seriously, you can pretty much ask me anything. It's not too much that I'm embarrassed of. And I talk about it in my book and I've talked about it in this episode. So the only thing you really can't get me to open up about is my dating life. And that is something I'm trying to work through in therapy because that is just that is just a chapter in my life that is just closed. And I'm very, very sensitive about it. As much as I've been through that dating slash love life, just it. it It does something to me. And again, I'm just in therapy working. So outside working on that. So outside of that, um, I'm pretty much just an open book. So um, as you all know, I typically pick a card. Um, Today, I'm actually going to be reading from a book. It's called After the Rain, Gentle Reminders of Healing, Courage, Self-Love by um, Alexandra L. Or Ellie. And one of the things I wanted to start off reading to you is in the back of the book, she has a note to her readers. This is a, this is the end of the note, but it says, even when things aren't going as you think, I'm sorry, let me start over (laughs) y'all. Even when things aren't going as you think they should, trust that you are made to be flexible. Don't be afraid to take on a new shape. Self-discovery is all about trial and error. It's it's an important process that only gets better with time. Give yourself permission to be whole and enough on your own terms. I'm not here to pretend that learning from pain is a joyful thing. It's not. It hurts like hell. Sometimes even worse than the pain we've endured because we tend to carry it for so long, even if by mistake. The memories, the sensations, the sadness, and the life changes that come along with being devastated are etched in our bones like names and cement. But I can truthfully say that my brokenness taught me how and where to discover my softness and entirety. It has helped me become the person I am today, being open-minded and kind with myself as I move through the things that broke me down, was and is a radical act of self-care and perseverance. The more we unfold into our healing, the more we can become whole. Commit to doing the work. Encourage yourself to show up. That is how you start. This was so powerful to me, and I'm going to tell you which part really stuck out to me. And it was, I'm not going to pretend that learning from pain is a joyful thing. That was so powerful because a lot of people think that when you're so positive and when you're going through something and you're on this healing journey, it's all flowers and unicorns and sunshine. But healing can be so lonely. Healing can be hurtful at times because we do tend to hold on to those things that once felt good to us. And we're sitting here and we're trying to heal because really we just want that pain to go away. But really we have to sit with that pain and we have to understand what it's doing for us. We may have chose, closed a chapter in our book. We may have made a a decision to move forward from relationships. We may have made a decision to leave a job, to move to a new city. And even though it could be leading to something positive, it doesn't stop the pain of what hurts you. Um, she uses the word perseverance. And if you know me, perseverance alongside with nevertheless is my favorite word. I love perseverance. When I see the word perseverance, I think of a road um, that is just so long, but I see like a sunset with mountains and the ocean in the background, and I'm just steady trying to get to that point and just persevering through everything that is being thrown on the road. Like I'm just going, I'm just driving, I'm just, I may have to switch a couple lanes, but I'm going to get there. And that's just how I visualize perseverance. And it's just one of the things that I keep near and dear to my heart. Um, 
she says the memories, the sensations, the sadness, the life changes that come along with being devastated are etched in our bones like names and cement. But I can truthfully say that my brokenness taught me how and where to discover my softness and entirety. I can truthfully say that my pain has turned into passion because I have sat with myself and I have did the work to truly get to know who I am, what hurts me, how does my body react, what are some of my triggers, what are some of the things, when do I need to be alone, when do I need to be with people, who are the people that I can be honest with, I'm in therapy, um, so truly looking into myself to know that I am doing the work for myself, but it's not always comfortable. And really, that is where my purpose came from. Because so many times I had seen so many people who, oh, you got to be strong or, oh, you know, just keep pushing. You got this. Keep doing it. And it was so annoying, y'all. Like, it was so annoying because I just wanted to sit with what I was going through. I just wanted to feel that pain. I just wanted to really understand like what was it because I wanted to fix it. I didn't want to slap a band-aid on it. Y'all know band-aids don't really cure the cut, right? It just stops the bleeding, but it doesn't cure it. I was looking for the cure to what was causing me pain. That that that's what my healing journey has been of because I don't want to keep experiencing the same things. I don't want to keep going into places that are going to cause me hurt. I want to be at a place where I know myself so much that I can really pinpoint what's bothering me, what isn't, what is it, what type of environments do I need to be around. So as I was gathering information to do today's episode, and really I wanted to jump into Traveling Hills, the soul, but with it being Christmas and with us transitioning and me have me being a social worker by trade, like transitions are everything. So I wanted to make this episode and just, again, reintroduce myself. I um, really just tell y'all my story and tell y'all like where I'm coming from and who I am and what are my goals and what do I even want with with this show and with my book and where did all of this come from? Like, did it just come out of nowhere? And as I was sitting here and gathering information, um, I and I have a lot of books, y'all. Like, I probably have enough books to have my own library. And I had found this gem and I started reading it. And that is our conversation starter. And that is our opener because she said everything that I want to say to y'all today. I mean, I could end the show right now and just be like, all right, y'all. Have a great Monday, but I'm not going to do that. Um, We're going to talk a little bit. <laughs> um, But I did want to read that to y'all because that that is the point of today's episode you know living in your pain is not joyful but when we sit and discover what is causing us the pain it does help us to heal and it does help the process be a little bit better so when we come back i'm gonna finish i'm gonna start telling y'all about my story welcome back welcome back we started off kind of heavy um, kind of just jump into the point and really just figuring out like what is it? One of the biggest questions that I that I started to notice when I would do professional developments, when I would be in my social work practice, and when I would just like be at church, be with my friends, even with family, the question that always came up was, what is your why? What is your why and why is your why important? How does it drive you? And that question always stuck to me because that was something I wanted to know. What is my why? What is what is it? Because I have been around so many people growing up that just kind of settled. They just did what they had to do to survive. And I always knew from a young age, I didn't just want to survive. I wanted to have purpose. And I think a lot of people that I was around was looking for that purpose, but I don't know that they necessarily got it. I've lost a lot of people in my life, whether it was to death, whether it's just people I just don't speak to no more, um, people moved away, 
people just have lives like that's just the reality of life people have lives so you lose people whether you want to or not whether it's death whether if they're still alive whether if they just stop talking to you one day you're gonna lose people I had to reflect on that because I took it so personal when people would leave I felt so alone and let me be honest on this healing journey it's very, very lonely. And that's not to say that I don't have people in my corner. It's just to say that the feeling of loneliness is very real. Because sometimes you can't communicate and you can't comprehend what it is that you're truly going through and what it is that you truly want to say to other people. It it can be very confusing. And sometimes when even when you want to say stuff and even when you want to reach out, you really can't because your brain hasn't even processed what it is that you're feeling. So this is kind of where my story comes in because I had always just been such a people pleaser and I still am I mean I'm not gonna say that I've gotten over that or that I've healed from that um I used to be in this program called celebrate recovery which was a 12-step program I did it through my church and uh, typically when you hear 12-step you think of like um narcotics anonymous um AA you, you think of things like that. But what I liked about this was I was going to a church that was very community-based. And Celebrate Recovery was all about just celebrating you. Like, if you were on drugs, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. If you were recovering from being on drugs, you could join a program. If you suffer from depression, if you suffer from codependency, whatever it is, this program was basically meant for you, you didn't necessarily have to have a diagnosis or anything. It was just one of those community programs. So I did this because I was going through a really bad breakup and I had just kind of lost myself. Like I had felt like I had lost my relationship with God. I felt like I had lost my relationship with my dreams. I felt that I had just lost so much. And I was also in grad school at the time. So if you've ever been in college or grad school, like it is a beast, like you have your college war and then you have your grad school war. And I just, I was not in a position to where I was authentically happy. I had a full-time job that I thought I really loved, but like the money just wasn't there. And I felt like I was doing a lot. And in this relationship, what it brought out to the surface was I was doing so much when really I needed the help. And what I realized is I was doing everything that I wanted to be done to me. And I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit. I was doing everything that I had saw other people do. I was doing actions out of survival. So like going to grad school, I never wanted to go to grad school, but I was told if I went to grad school, I could get paid more and I could get a promotion and, you know, I just had better opportunities, but I've never liked school. I was good at school. I was goody two shoes in school, but I never enjoyed school. Like school just wasn't something that I enjoyed. Even when I was in college, college gave me my voice because I was able to participate in the community. I was able, but like to actually do schoolwork and to actually like learn, like it just wasn't my style. It wasn't my thing. Um, I don't actually like the education system that we have in this country. I have a very big beef with it. That some people just be like, you just overthinking it. Like, it is what it is. Cool. But I was in school because I felt like if I didn't go to school, then I would be considered a failure. And let me be honest, I still felt like a failure after going to school because I was, I'm in so much debt because of school. And I never even got the dream job that I thought I would get from going to school. And so... I had to sit with that, you know, like I had to sit with that. Then 
you throw on a toxic relationship on top of that. And this was somebody that I thought we were going to be married. We had known each other for so long. I really thought we was going to be that power couple. And come to find out when we started dating, like he just was not who I thought he was. And I had to sit with that because in a way I settled because during grad school we had actually dated twice mind you I was only in grad school for two years so we had a relationship prior that just did not work out and then when he came back I gave him a second chance and I was absolutely miserable and I had to sit with that and I had to realize like why am I doing these things on top of being in grad school I had gained a lot of weight I was broke as a joke, y'all, like no money whatsoever. Um, I was working for a nonprofit and I just was not making anything. Like I loved my clients. I loved the people that I worked with, but it was just, it was a struggle. And then six months before I graduated grad school, my mom dies. And when my mom died, I went through so many emotions at one time that it didn't even make sense to me. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. You can also read about it in my book. Um, Everyone has a story. Go copy at healingshegotfaith.org. <laughs> um, but let me tell y'all something that I haven't said on this show before. In 2017, me and that guy broke up and I went through almost a spiritual change and I was going to my dance classes and I was going to yoga and I used to take this spiritual yoga class and I love this class. I stay in contact with the yoga instructor to this day. She's actually one of my really close friends and we used to pick cards. I told y'all before, like she's why I pick cards. Um, I find a whole bunch of positivity decks and I shuffle them and pick cards and things of that nature. And we would sit there. We would talk about the card we picked. Does it resonate with us? Um, is it right on time? What does it look like? And then we would do a yoga pose to represent how we were feeling at that moment and to represent what the card has said. So I was sitting in that class one day and... I don't even remember the card that I picked, but I remember I was sitting in the group. I read the card. Some other people had chimed in, and I remember saying, this is my season of healing. My season of healing starts today because I'm tired. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not enough. I'm tired. I'm at a point where I'm just flat out tired, y'all. Tired. And that day we left. And what I didn't realize was I had declared that season of healing. And in that moment, a lot of stuff happened. Um, in August, me and him had broke up officially like we were just done. A month after we broke up, my cousin was found dead by her kids. And then a month after that, my mother had passed. I had so, and mind you, all the while, I'm working full-time. I have a part-time job. I'm in school. Yeah, like, it's a lot. Mind you, I had just taken my mom out the country, like, a couple months prior to that. We went to, we went to, we went on a cruise in July, and she passed in October. So I have this timeline of things that are just constantly happening. Meanwhile, like I'm declaring this season of healing and I just felt like there was an attack, an attack that came for me because I was in that moment deciding like I'm no longer being this person that I am. I want better. I want healthier. I want wealth. I want I want joy. I don't just want the temporary happiness, but I want joy. Even in my pain, I want joy. And so 
I was going through all of that. And when my mom died, it forced me to really and authentically heal. I could no longer lie to myself about what was going on. I could no longer fake the funk for social media, for the people around me, for work, for home, for none of that. I could no longer do that. My mother's passing forced me to heal. It forced me to dig deep inside and be uncomfortable. Because I could no longer hide. I couldn't hold back my tears. I couldn't I, I, I couldn't lie about where I was in life, y'all. Like, I just couldn't. I could not. I was grieving the relationship. I was grieving my cousin. Me and my cousin had recently just, like, got reacquainted. We, we was hanging out. We was going to church. She has kids that they're, like, my kids. Um... And to this day, like, I just, I just love them so much. And then when my mom died, it just took a different toll on my mental, my emotional, my financial, my spiritual. It just changed me. And it forced me to be serious about that declaration of healing. And that's kind of how everyone has a story came about. But in that moment. I had to realize I had a story. I had to realize everything that I see in everybody else I see in myself. Just like the people I tell that they have a story, guess what I did too? Just like I was seeing the light in everybody else, I had to see the light in myself. I had to give myself that same energy that I was giving out to the world. Yeah. And that's a slap in the face when you can love and embrace and advocate and just truly be happy for everybody else. But you can't even celebrate yourself. That's where I was. I'm a beautiful person inside and out. But did I truly believe that? Did I truly see that? And the honest to God truth, the answer was I didn't. I didn't see that. And so that started a journey. That started a journey. It started a journey of, Lisa, we got to love us. We got to love ourselves the way we love the world. Lisa, I got to love you the way I love the world, Lisa. I got to look in the mirror, Lisa. I got to face the person that I am. I got to face who I'm living with. I got to face who I'm dealing with. Because this pain is just going to keep growing until you decide to address it. Until you decide to address it. The pain is going to keep growing. And you have to know when it is time to let things go. What does she say in this book? She said we choose to keep things. Let me find it. She said, oh my goodness. We tend to carry it for so long, even if by mistake, the memories, the sensations, the sadness, and the life changes that come along with being devastated. Sometimes we don't even know we're carrying stuff. Everybody's talking about childhood trauma right now. Yes, we've all have it. Yes, we've all experienced it. So yes, even if we don't realize we're holding on to something, even if we don't realize that there is something holding us back, it is and it's up to us to address it. It's up to us to truly see that. It is. So... I want y'all to take that and sit with that for a minute. That was intense. It was even intense for me, y'all. But take that. When we come back, I'm going to really tell y'all how healing she got faith got created. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is Lily, your self-love advocate. So let's talk about how healing she got faith even is in existence, okay? So if you look at my social medias, it's she got faith. She got faith. Everything, right? 
So I had got, I had named myself that she got faith in college because I was real into my, real into my relationship with God. To be quite frank, I just had so much faith in God that like it didn't matter what happened. Like I still have it. Like I, I was known as that person. Like you want somebody to pray for you, you go get Lisa. You want somebody to to just hug you, you go get Lisa. You like, like she she gonna believe it. Even if she can't see it, she she gonna believe it. So that's how she got faith happened. So I was in grad school and really just trying to figure out like what, like I'm a social worker, uh, like what is it that I want to do? Cause I'm just not fulfilled right now. So I was really thinking about like starting a blog cause I love to write and I wanted to call it the healing social worker, but that's just so typical. And the name was already taken. And so I was just looking up names, trying to be creative. And one day while I was journaling, And I was talking about my healing process and I was talking about my faith because my faith had been tested. I felt like my faith was so tested because of everything that I had been going through, everything I had been enduring, everything that had been throwing at me. Right. And I was like, what if I invite people with me on this healing journey? What would that look like? Because I'm going to be my authentic self at this point. I'm in this healing journey. I'm in this healing place. I'm in this place of this is where I need to be. This is it. And what if I open up to the people around me and I invite people on this healing journey with me? So I was like, okay, so what's a good name for that? And literally the name Healing She Got Faith popped in. Because she got faith is me, but I'm now inviting you to heal with me. Come on this journey. Come on this path. Like I was talking about perseverance earlier. Let's hop on this road together. Because I imagine a world where we're healed. I imagine a world where we are not suffering. Because we're doing the inner work. That doesn't take the pain away. But But if we could be taught how to truly be our be our authentic selves in our emotions and not to be strong and not to suppress and not to lie to ourselves we would be better humans and i firmly believe that and i know that and i think that that is such a beautiful thing to really address Even right now, as I'm speaking to y'all, like I'm going through some personal things, but I wanted to show up today and I wanted to be here with you all because that's how serious this work is to me. We saw, what was that? Last month, Nick Cannon had lost his son and showed up to work. And I did talk about it in one of my episodes of like, we tend to go to work when we're sad, right? I just did the same thing today. I just did the same thing today because I wanted to show up because at the end of the day, I truly believe that I will be okay. But knowing and believing that you will be okay does not take the stomach ache away. It doesn't take the chest pain away. It doesn't take away those emotions because guess what? Our bodies were created to have these emotions. I was just having a conversation with one of my friends yesterday and we were talking about how we're both like serious empaths and we also suffer from anxiety and depression. And so my friend is at a new gym and he was telling me how he was doing basically some ab work. And it was really hard for him because what a lot of us don't know is we hold a lot of our trauma and a lot of our anxiety in our stomach. And if you read it, if you read upon that we have nerves in our stomach. So when our anxiety is triggered, naturally, our anxiety is going straight to our stomach. Some people feel it in their chest. I know for me, like I feel it in my back. But one of the reasons why I've gained so much weight in the last couple of years is because of the stress, the grief, the trauma, and anxiety. It all goes straight to my stomach. And it has been there. And It has been a struggle because I am now at a point where I'm trying 
to limit the anxiety and limit the depression and limit the grief because I want to be healthier. I blew up like a balloon when I was in grad school and then I blew up even more after my mom passed away. And I just thought that that was so interesting that my friend came to me after going to the gym and we're sitting and we're talking and we're catching up. And he tells me this because I was literally just thinking that day because I was having stomach problems. And I'm like, I haven't ate nothing. I haven't been around nobody. Like, literally, this can't be nothing else but me dealing with a broken heart from what I'm going through in my life and me being stressed out and me just trying to figure things out, me having to remind myself of who I am and what I'm doing and giving myself flowers. And my body is reacting because my stomach is telling me like, girl, you are hurt right now. You are hurt. You are not addressing what needs to be addressed, sweetie. My body is literally talking to me. And we can see that, like, your mental, your physical, all of that is connected. That's why we have to take care of us in a holistic way. It's not just a one-size-fits-all. It is all connected. And I really had to remind myself that people love me because I'm transparent. People love me because I am authentic. People truly embrace who I am because I'm going to give you what I got. I go, I use this thing all the time. And if you hang around me, you know, you're going to get what I give you. So if I'm sad, that's what you're going to get. You don't have to deal with it. But I'm going to be completely honest with you and let you know this is an emotional day. If I'm happy, that's what you're going to get. If I'm loud and obnoxious and laughing. Or if I'm just kind of just, I don't know, hit a plateau. I'm just here. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing good. Ain't nothing bad. I'm just here. It is what it is. You're going to get that. That's what I'm giving you. Again, you're not in a position to where you have to receive and take what I'm giving you. You don't have to. But that is one of the reasons that people love to be around me. Because that's, that's what I'm about. That's what I give you. And I'm... And I was sitting here really trying to figure out, like, what could episode seven be about? What What is it that my listeners need to hear today? What is it like? I don't just want to jump into the next series, even though I could have and we could not have had this conversation. But I think it was a moment. I, I, I talked to my therapist about this. I got to stop saying I think. I know it was a moment. That I had to remind myself of who I was, who I am. How we speak to ourselves is everything. How we talk to ourselves is everything. And I had to remind myself of what you are doing is, is enough. You're doing what you can with what you got. You can tell everybody else that, but why you can't tell yourself that? Why not remind the people of who you are? Because you're just going to be reminding yourself who you are. Give yourself flowers today. I was reading this, reading, I was listening to this podcast and it's called Spiritual Shit. Um, I don't even know if I could say that on the radio. I'm sorry. Um, And it's one of my favorite um, podcasts is by Aaliyah Lovely. And she recently just had a episode and she had Mel Robinson, I'm sorry, Mel Robbins on her, on her podcast. And Mel Robbins is known for the high five where she was in a really dark place. And what she started to do was she started to high five herself um, because basically you've never been mad at somebody when you have high fived them. And I don't want to tell her story because I know she's been on The Breakfast Club. She was on the podcast that I just mentioned. And um, you could look her up, Mel Robbins. She's Her research is really good. So definitely check her out. But I was listening to that. 
And it was during a time where I've actually listened to Mel Robbins twice on accident while I have um while I have like kind of been going through something. And her story is really powerful. Her story is honestly very similar to mine. I can relate to it on on a level that I don't really understand, but maybe that's why I'm here. Maybe this is a part of me finding my purpose, right? And the first time I was listening to it, I was kind of in this place of where I just, I felt like giving up on healing. She got faith. I felt like giving up on some of the things that I had been working on. And I, I just wasn't making the money I thought I was going to be making. I was just really sad. And I heard her on the breakfast club and she told her story. And I was like, yo, I can look in the mirror and give myself a high five and start telling myself affirmations. Like I, I, cause it was a reminder that I had to start being there for myself. So just this week, I listened to that podcast and here Mel Robbins comes again. And Mel Robbins is like, yeah, you got to tell yourself, you know, you got to give yourself a high five. <laughs> and so I'm here trying to remind myself of who I am. And I'm here trying to remind myself of what I'm doing and what it is that I'm carrying. Because at the end of the day, my purpose is here and I'm living in it. I've always wanted to be on the radio. I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. I've always wanted to be an author. And here I am and I'm doing it. I'm doing it and I'm here and I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to be here. And I just had to come and reintroduce myself as your self-love advocate. Like I'm Lily, I'm She Got Faith. I'm Lisa. Lisa presents Healing She Got Faith. You hear me like... I am here to encourage everybody else to have, to embrace their story. But at the same token, I have to do it too. I have to be that person that practices what I preach. I have to be that person that stays in alignment with what I am doing, okay? And so what I hope you take from this episode today is to know that it's okay to give yourself flowers and it's okay to reintroduce yourself and it's okay to pick yourself up when you're down. Okay. So think about that. And when we come back, I'm going to wrap up with some more goodies. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So today, um, today was one of them days, one of them episodes where I really just wanted to encourage you to love you the way you love the world. That is my life quote. That is what I live by. That is something that I am honestly thrilled to live by. I'm honored to have this position, even though I'm not where I want to be in life. I'm definitely getting there. Um, I do have to shout out um, my people at Total Entertainment Radio because they discovered me. Like, they found me on Facebook and reached out, and I do have a very good relationship with them, you know. And to have this opportunity to be on this show was something that they probably didn't even realize was something that I had been praying about, something that I had been planning how to get there. And it was almost when they reached out to me, I was almost on the verge of just giving it all up. If I'm just being completely honest with y'all, I was on the verge of just giving up everything that I had ever wanted and dreamed of, right? And so that is one thing why I'm always shouting them out. I'm always doing it because I'm grateful and I want to give them their flowers. They're doing a lot of community work. And honestly, like, I can't wait to see, like, what we do in the future because this is sparking my passion. This is sparking everything that I want to do with my life, okay? And I want to encourage my listeners today to really think about that. What is your story? When did you realize it was your story? What will you do to embrace your story? How can you be the better version of you? What can you do today to start? Okay. What can I what 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 can I do today? What can you know, you might have to walk away from somebody. You might have to let go of a friend. You might have to walk away from a job. 
You might have to take the extra step and wake up early to go work out. You might have to tell people you can't go out to eat no more. There are different things that we have to do today in order to start addressing what we're going through. And that's just the honest to God truth, y'all. That is just the truth. It is not a one-size-fits-all. But I want to tell you this. Even when you're on this spiritual journey and you feel like you are doing so good and you have that vulnerable moment of where you just want to cry and break down and let go, I want you to know that that's okay to have that moment and allow yourself to have that moment. Give yourself permission to have that moment, okay? Because this healing journey isn't easy. It can be quite lonely. It can take everything out of us. It can be draining, y'all. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace for that, okay? I want to read you some more out of this book because it was just too good. So this comes from her chapter called, it's, well, it's a lesson. It's lesson three, soothing the suffering. And I have two things highlighted. Highlighted. Um, she said, uh, my inner child was having a tantrum. She wanted intention and love. And those feelings had manifested in my heavy mood. So, actually, let me just read y'all this excerpt so you can see where I'm coming from. But there are some days, no matter how stunning the sky is, when gratitude can feel like a distant afterthought. One morning, many years into my self-healing work, I woke up from an unrestful sleep. Things felt heavy and out of place. My off mood felt like a cloak covering me and smothering my joy i immediately felt like i wasn't going to be able to have a good day and there weren't enough affirmations in the world for me to change my mind i was going to it was going to be one of those emotionally hard days what rocked me even more was the tough time i was having trying to figure out and shake off what was the matter I hate not knowing what is wrong with me. I felt alone and worried and ashamed for feeling both of those things. I called a friend, a spiritual teacher, and a life coach to see if I was losing my mind. She told me to identify my grief triggers because it sounded like something was coming to the surface that I normally might ignore. I rolled my eyes. Grief triggers? I replied with an edge in my voice. That is not what I wanted to hear at all. But in the same breath, I was filled with dread. It all came rushing back to me at once the night before. I'd been having feelings of not being enough that stem from childhood. I'd been trying to figure out why I was even alive. What was my purpose on this earth? And wishing things were better and different for me. My inner child was having a tantrum. She wanted attention and love. And those feelings had manifested into my heavy mood. That is so powerful. My inner self was having a tantrum. How many of us have had a day like this? It don't matter what we doing. It don't matter what we eat. It don't matter what we say to each other. Like we just still feel like crap that day, right? My inner child was having a tantrum. She wanted attention and love. We have to sit with ourselves and do the work. We have to acknowledge those feelings. We have to sit and know that those actions are everything that we are We are trying to be. We don't want to sit in that pain, but sometimes it just comes up. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You know that saying, you just woke up on the wrong side of bed? Sometimes you did just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Because there's something in you that needs to be filled. Something in you needs fuel. Something in you needs something that you quite you don't actually quite know what it is. We've all been there, y'all. We've all been there. I promise you, we've been there. Um, she ends it with a quote that says, "My heart will stay soft and filled with love despite the hurt I will face. I am a student. I'm learning to allow my pain to teach me, not harden me." This is important. I was actually having a conversation with somebody the other day. And basically, the conversation was like, oh, Lisa, you're such a people person. And I used to be like that, but I'm not like that no more. And I quite frankly said, 
I'm actually not a people person. I just know how to act around people. Like, it takes a lot for me to be around a group of people. And this person replied to me, but Lisa, you haven't let what has happened to you change you. I've let what has happened to me change me. And that was so deep because I had never looked at it like that. Because I've been hurt, y'all. I've been hurt. We've all been hurt, right? But I refuse to allow what other people have done to me to change who I am because I do love me and I do love everything about me. Like there is so much that I bring to the table. Like I am the table. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? So I don't want it to harden me. I want to be the same person just with boundaries, but I don't want to be hard as a rock to where I'm completely losing myself, right? And that was so deep to me. So this quote, my heart will stay soft and filled with love despite the hurt I will face. I am a student. I'm learning to allow my pain to teach me and not harden me, y'all. So please, don't let your pain harden you. Don't let it change you. Whatever it is that you're going through, y'all, do not let it change you. Show up. Show up for you. You don't got to show up for nobody else. Show up for you, my love, because you deserve it. Show up for you. That's what I want y'all to know. When I come here every week and I tell you love you the way you love the world, I mean that. I mean that with everything in me, okay? So, if you haven't got my book yet, I know it's after Christmas. Um, go ahead and go to healingshegotfaith.org. Get your book bundle. If you are really trying to embrace your story and learn who you are, um grab the journal it comes in the book bundle if you want that the bundle has the novel planner and journal the journal will help you discover who you are if you are a new me new year type of person go ahead and grab that planner it's a 12 month planner um yeah i i mean it everything that i have created it was something that helped me discover my purpose and discover what my passion is. This healing journey isn't easy. And everything I created from the book to the planner to the journal has truly helped me discover who I am and has helped me on this healing journey. The healing journey is not easy. So we need resources to help us. So if you're ready for that next step, go ahead and copy your book bundle. I will personally sign it and personally send it to you. I saw my family is still doing a toy drive in honor of our dog who passed away. We will be giving toys to um, no-kill shelters and elderly dogs. So if you are interested, hit me up at info at healingshegotfaith.com. And um, you can either send a donation or I can give you the drop off location, y'all. I hope that you took everything that resonated with you today. I hope that you know that you are worth everything. I love you all. I thank you for being here and showing up every week on Monday. I hope you all have the, a great rest of your Monday. Always remember to love you the way you love the world. Bye. Thank you.